came here to find safety. But one is never safe from the past. We all have a story just waiting to be claimed. Thank you for not trying to talk me out of this. Believe me, I know better. Hello and greetings, everyone. This is Rico, and you're about to listen to another episode of Treks in Sci-Fi, your weekly dose of geeky goodness. Well, mostly weekly. I didn't do a show last weekend, uh, and but it's mostly weekly. Today is January 26th, 2020. That still is weird to say. And this is going to be Podcast 758. Yes. Well, as you could tell by that opening a bit that I played, uh, I am here to talk mostly this week about Star Trek Picard. Uh, I'm going to talk about this a lot today because I'm going to do a show later with um, uh, the Star Wars Stacks group. We're going to do a little gaming, I think, and, and talk about the show. But I wanted to put out my thoughts. I, You know, it would have been probably fun to put get a group together for this, for Treks and Sci-Fi. I might release whatever we record later on... Um, the Star Wars stack show at some point too, but um, but the uh, it's fresh in my mind. Just watched it obviously a few days ago. Uh, there's going to be spoilers, so if you have, are not watching Picard yet, well, uh, you probably don't don't want to listen to this podcast. I, I mean, I don't think there's going to be a lot of heavy spoilers because, I, truthfully, in the first episode, a lot of the stuff that that goes down in that episode takes place and is is been pretty much released in the trailers you can kind of put that together yourself so it's not uh, we haven't really got into the you know there's a couple things that happen but we haven't got into the deep deep part of the show yet so um but uh yeah without any further ado let's let's get into this i think for this week i decided i'm going to play the opening theme credit music to star trek picard you can see the credit sequence up on youtube uh, um, and yeah i at first it was a little too subtle for me uh, even Discovery was kind of like that to begin with, but I'm sure it'll grow on me. Uh, it, it's got some nice little musical cues in it. It's by the same composer that did um, the Discovery theme, Jeff Russo. Uh, so uh, listen to this. Uh, I think it's maybe about two minutes. It's a fairly long credit sequence. I, I do appreciate that Discovery, both Discovery and uh, Star Trek Picard are, are keeping the, you know, credit sequence alive. <laughs> I've, I, I, I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I, I do like a good opening credit sequence. It's uh, one of my favorite things. Uh, you know, I, way back in the day, I used to even record audio um, credit sequences from old shows because the music w- was really set the mood for the show for the most part. So without any further ado, here is the opening Picard credit sequence, and I'll be back and we'll talk about a few other things first and then get into Picard.
All right, again, welcome to the podcast for this week, everyone. Uh, this is Rico, and uh, appreciate uh, you stopping by, downloading, listening, whatever, however you get your podcasts. Uh, welcome to the show. Uh, if you're fairly new, uh, this uh, podcast has been going on since 2005. Gosh, 15 years will be this. When I get to the September this year, it'll be 15 total years of doing the podcast. So uh, almost it, at that point, it'll be almost... That'll be pushing like 770 maybe or 80 episodes. So um, and a couple of weeks ago, I, I had a Patreon uh, group. Uh, if you'd like to support the we did a Patreon um, Skype chat. That was a lot of fun. Appreciate everyone who joined that. And if you'd like to support the podcast, you can do that over at patreon.com forward slash treks in sci fi. I still still feeling a little bit nasally uh, from this darn cold that I've had for uh, a month. Uh, it was pretty good uh, after maybe a couple of weeks. And it's just got this little lingering, you know, in the morning I feel it. Uh, but uh, I, I hope I don't sound too different or too nasally for everyone. I mean, I, it's funny. <laughs> I listen to um, a few other podcasts, of course. And man, there's been a lot of people having, you know, colds, flu or whatever in the last month or so over the holidays. I don't think I was the only one. So and the winter here in Michigan has not been overly hard. I, I, I think the weather has some influence, obviously, on illness, but I don't think it's the main thing. People will say the weather temperatures going up and down make it worse. I, I don't know if I, I'm not sure what about that. I think it's just being kind of cooped up inside, windows shut here, at least in Michigan, uh, where it's pretty cold. Although it's not as cold as uh, some places in, like, up in Canada, Western Canada, where Jedi Jeff lives. Boy, it's really been cold there. We've been in the 30s quite a bit um, for highs, a little bit. We had a couple of colder mornings and colder days, but all right, there's your weather report. So we're obviously going to talk about Star Trek Picard. Uh, never thought we'd get a new, <laughs> another television series. You know, they went into TNG movies, uh, and I think it's basically, you know, really kind of the first time, right, that uh, a series of Trek went from uh, TV to movies and now sort of back to TV. I mean, it's not, this isn't TNG part two, really. So we'll talk more about that shortly. But um, but it is interesting with, you know, people, some people seem to not like and complain this whole CBS All Access situation. I've talked about that quite a bit. Um, but you have to admit, I, I don't think if this was a network show, well, I, <clears throat> excuse me, if, it, if, if CBS had decided to do a network Star Trek show, I don't think Patrick Stewart would be part of it because I think for a few things, I, I, I think one of the things people forget about, I guess I'm already talking a little bit about Picard, just a little pre-talk. Um, I, I feel that these these uh, streaming services, alternate uh, ways, not classic network television, I think it's giving them some more freedom. I, I, I do believe, you know, if you listen to, there's a couple of great audio uh, and, and I think there are printed books as well, but on the making of Trek, um, the first 25 years, second 25 years, the first basically revolves mostly around TOS and some of the movies that that crew did. And then, uh, the second group is TNG and so forth. But there are a ton of references, a ton of things in those books about the struggles when you fight network television and, and what you can do and what you can't. And I, and I, I mean, we are in an age, it's 2020, uh, I think shows like Game of Thrones, The Walking Dead, um, it, 
you know, cable stations in general, non-primary network television has, has allowed them a lot more freedom in what they do, whether it's in terms of content, uh, language, um, you know, nudity, even in sex, that kind of stuff. But there's just a, a, not just those things, but creative freedom, too, I feel is is giving us some amazing television. Some, you know, some's great, some not so good or whatever, but a lot more variety and a lot less cookie cutter kind of t TV. You know, it's not just another um, doctor show or cop show or, or drama or, or whatever, D different things. I've always obviously um, appealed, you know, been, a, you know, it's appealed to me to watch uh, unusual television, unusual movies. So I think, uh, I think one, again, one of the things people are missing about CBS All Access. Yes, it costs you a little bit of money, although um, you can watch, like you can wait until all 10 episodes are out. They're coming out once a week for Picard Season 1. You can wait till they're all out and then, and then spend 6 bucks, five ninety nine, or whatever and watch all of Picard. You can watch both seasons of Discovery that are on there, all the short treks, everything. For 6 bucks. I... I <laughs> you can't even see a movie for 6 bucks. So, one movie. So, I... I, I the money argument is is moot is ridiculous now uh, but um but please you know keep in mind the money is supporting these shows it's paying to get these shows on the air and and i think that creative license and freedom i think is, is greater these days not just because it's streaming but i think in general so i i went in a lot longer than that i i mean that's kind of my prelude to talking about picard and more formally not really formal, but just, you know, getting into the episode, the first episode, Remembrance and that. So I wanted to talk, though, um, a little bit about, you know, like I normally do at the beginning of the podcast, what I've been enjoying and watching. Um, two things especially that I wanted to point out this week. Um, I think I've mentioned them a little bit before because I think the last show I, I did, it's been a while since I did a solo show. Uh, but the I think I was in the middle of watching them. I don't watch shows even on Netflix that drop all the episodes at once. I don't I don't really binge TV. One, I, I, if, it's very hard for me to sit down and, and watch. Most nights I'll watch a couple of hours worth of TV, maybe two episodes, sometimes three, but that's about it. And I watch a lot of variety, and to sit down and watch two or three of the same thing to me is not as actually enjoyable as watching two or three different things. That's my rationale. If you want to, if you guys have time, or you, you sit down and watch, you know, episode after episode of the same, that's cool too. I got, but for my brain just doesn't work. <laughs> Plus, I like to like linger it out or stretch it out. You know, a Netflix show, a, a couple, both of the ones I'm going to talk about here in a sec. We're going to get more of them. I, I, I definitely with one, and I hope with the other. But they're year apart or more usually between dropping like a ten or twelve episode chunk of 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 um, TV. And if I can stretch that over a month or two, uh, you know, eh, it doesn't help that much. It's still a long way between, but in my head, at least, it's it's a, a bit a bit better. Plus, I like to kind of mull shows over in my brain as I, I you know, like a lot of them will end an episode in like a big cliffhanger. So I like to think about, well, how are they going to get out of this, or what's going to happen, you know, rather than just click play. And I know Netflix, <laughs> Netflix is really kind of hard to do that because it immediately just starts within like 10 seconds, whatever, it starts playing the next episode. So you're, you're, you're just like, <laughs> you have to actively stop, 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 stop Netflix. Um, you know, I, you can't even watch the credits for the previous episode. Well, you can, you got to click, click the little button thing or whatever. So, all right, with all that, 
I don't know why I ran into the my binge talk or my you know how I watch TV at least, and it, it's totally cool. Like I said, everybody has their own preferences for the way they do things, and that's what makes life and people interesting. So, uh, the two shows though that I wanted to point out and talk about that I really enjoyed both these shows a lot. I, I mean. The um, the two are The Witcher and season one of The Witcher, which is uh, on Netflix, uh, and I think Netflix mostly worldwide, I I, I believe, uh, and it's it's tricky some of these shows, like like for example Picard, which you you know in the U.S. at least is on CBS All Access, other countries some I think Amazon Prime, I think Canada is on some other channel or whatever I don't know, but uh, so. Okay, so The Witcher and uh, the second season of Lost in Space. Uh, two pretty different shows, but but, but both really good. Um, let's talk about The Witcher first, because that's the new kid on the block. Henry Cavill, uh, I uh, uh, let's start off with a couple of things. I'm not going to talk too long about this, because I really want to spend some time on Picard. Maybe about four or five minutes, and then we'll wrap this up and get into Picard. So... Um, and I, I, I won't spoil either of these shows at all because I know they're fairly new on Netflix. And I'll, I'll just talk in general terms. The Witcher, though, uh, a little background. I, I never played any of the games. I haven't read the books. But I'd always heard good things about the games. I hadn't really ever talked to anyone, I think, that had read the books. Uh, now I'm kind of interested to read the books. But um, the there's also some comics that have been put out. I've been reading some of the old not that old. I think they came out a few years back, two, three years ago. Um, the comic's pretty good, actually. Pre- I, I'm really enjoying the comic series. I'm, I'm reading it off Com- Comixology, which is an app you can get. Any comic readers, the, the, the cool thing about Comixology is there are a lot of, if you pay like, I think it's 5 or $6 a month, I think is what I'm paying, that allows you to um, get access to their what's quote-unquote their borrow or free library, which you don't pay for individual comics. Uh, usually they're older things for the most part, somewhat older. Um, and but, but there's a pretty big library. I'm working my way through a few different things on there, and I've been reading The Witcher that way. But um, let's talk about the TV series. Henry Cavill, you know, Superman, uh, great, uh, I mean... Geralt, who he plays the Witcher, basically the title character, he's perfect for that. I, I mean, he 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 looks the part. He he's he's great at action, uh, swordplay. That uh, you know, the show has some of the best swordplay I've ever seen, even rivaling, I think, Game of Thrones. Actually, um, partly because it's there's a more focused emphasis on it, uh, and you know, Game of Thrones had some amazing huge battle scenes and there were certain sequences that were pretty cool but in general it really wasn't there there's there's a lot of sword play in in and uh and i took a little fencing in college so it 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 just has a good feel to it and looks right and and i saw a couple interviews with henry cavill and i guess he joked about how he was literally just like sleeping with his sword i mean he was practicing 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 um to get it down right for it to look right so it's him. I mean, I think primarily there. Most of these scenes, it's pretty easy to see. It's not a double. He he's doing a lot of this work in the in this show. So The Witcher. A background a bit on this uh, is a um, a boy that was uh, in it when it was sort of taken away early on, put through these trials and through magic and blah blah blah. I don't know all the details. They don't go into it in the show. It's not that important, but. He's imbued with with a certain abilities and power to slay monsters. He's called he's he's a witcher, but he's 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 essentially a monster killer or a monster killer for hire. 
and and it changes him both physically, emotionally. It, he has, like I said, some gifts now, and and uh, he's very good at what he does. And and The Witcher, Henry Cavill's character, Geralt of Rivia, he uh, he's he's probably one of the best, if not the best, Witcher people out there. However, because of all this, even though he helps people, uh, he, he's also, it's sort of like X-Men and, and mutants in that he's kind of shunned too. Society doesn't really, towns don't really like him. Uh, there's a scene in the first episode where he, the townspeople are literally like throwing stuff at him. And and uh, so it's it's a bit weird, you know, hey, I'm, tr- I'm trying to help you here, but you're, <laughs> maybe I'll just leave. Um, anyway, um, there's there's a few other main characters, uh, uh, Yennefer, uh, who's a mage, who I really I, the the relationship between her and Geralt was was great. I know the show is not quite like the books or the games. I mean, they've done their own thing from what I've heard, uh, but it's it's a pretty quick series. Uh, a couple other points on this: uh, it's 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 definitely adult. There there is some you know sex and violence and and some nudity here and there. Uh, and it's a bit rough. I, I would say, actually, in my opinion, the show isn't quite as rough as Game of Thrones if if, if you're looking at bad things happening to people. Um, but there is that. So, you know, for some people, it's a fantasy show. For some people, that might not be an appeal. Uh, I've always said television, movies, and everything, books, um, you have to like the type of material before you're going to really enjoy it to begin with, right? I use always use the comparison to food. If you don't really like Chinese food, you're never going to go to a Chinese restaurant and say, man, that was really good because you don't like it to begin with. So if you're not a fantasy type fan, uh, this show probably wouldn't be for you. But as a fantasy show, it's probably one of the best that I've ever seen on television, truthfully. All right. I'm talking a lot more than I thought. It's already almost up to 20 minutes of podcast. Let's quickly go to Lost in Space. Lost in Space, um, season two. Love season one. Was a huge fan of the original 60s series. This is a great update. And Lost in Space, uh, a little bit of an opposite to The Witcher a bit. It's a sci-fi show. And it's definitely a family uh, drama, family friendly. I mean, there's some scary things. I wouldn't show it to a real little kid. uh, But somebody that's maybe like 9, 10 that likes this kind of thing, certainly they could could watch it and enjoy it. And, And there's a really nice family dynamic and bond in the Robinsons and and the characters are great season two was was just as much fun if not more kind of epic in a way um than as than season one even was and and they left it kind of open to definitely doing a season three so I'll, I'll be very disappointed if we don't get a season three they're great actors in the show it's a great cast uh it looks amazing uh there there's just some spectacular stuff that goes on here and again you don't get a lot of family good family dramas where these people really take care of each other and care about each other and aren't just about like i don't know some some of the family shows that have been on over the years on television have been you know they're just the they don't show <laughs> good character. I mean, these people are lost. They have to kind of count on each other. They're going to die, truthfully, uh, which is important. But they got a cool new robot, and it's it's just great. I, I, I love it so much. And uh, so if, if either of those appeal to you, a sci-fi show and a fantasy show on Netflix, there's other stuff I've been watching. Uh, I finished up Crisis, uh, the, the Crisis CW crossover event uh, that that drastically changed the, all the CW superhero shows. I enjoyed how that ended up. Uh, not too surprising. I felt like I, I thought it was, I thought it was kind of somewhat 
maybe a little predictable, but I mean, it kind of had to go a certain way. So, uh, and now they're trying to, in the shows that are back on, most of them are back on. The only one that hasn't really come back now is The Flash, which I think doesn't come back until maybe the first week of February. I don't think it's back this week, so I think it's maybe next week. Uh, but there's a lot of ramifications from what happened there. So, all right, without any further ado, let me take a very short break. Maybe I'll play another Picard clip here, and we will get into talking about uh, episode one of Picard called Remembrance. I was haunted by my past, but now I have a mission. I will do what needs to be done. Who are you looking for? Someone who has no one else to help her. Find the truth. What have you gotten yourself into, Jean-Luc? <laughs> so, Star Trek Picard, uh, starring, of course, Sir Patrick Stewart, back um, in his iconic role, probably his most famous role, of course, Jean-Luc Picard, uh, now Admiral Picard, or, or you know, retired, uh, left Starfleet, and uh, he's he's back. And so, let's let me try to think of like the best way to kind of cover this. I have one clip here, kind of queued up. It's roughly about three minutes or so, a little more than three minutes, uh, with um, Patrick Stewart talking about the show, some of the executive producers. Uh, behind-the-scenes fo- folks who have been working on it. And uh, let me give you a few things. And some of this I've known for a while. And the um, and again, a spoiler warning. I, there's, again, I don't think there's, said again too many times, uh, I don't think there's, I don't think there's a lot that, to, to get spoiled here. There's one, probably one big thing that in the episode, the first episode that I won't talk about uh, that happens. Uh, but, um, and, and again, I would imagine, I sure hope most of you listening have already seen this show or paying for CBS All Access and enjoying it e- each week. Uh, I don't like spoilers. I, I hate spoilers. So that's another reason to not just wait until it's over to, to be enjoying it. And I mean, it's it's 10 episodes, so that's two months, two and a half months. So you would pay for, maybe you pay for three months. So six bucks times three, that's 18 bucks, you know, to watch this show. I think that's well worth it. It's it's certainly cheaper than it would be when you if you buy it out. Um, you know when it comes out on Blu-ray, although that then you kind of own it. Um, that's one of the other. You know, one of the things about streaming I don't really care for that I wish they had some kind of like combo thing deal, kind of like they do with DVD Blu-rays when you buy them. Is the fact that you know if you're not subscribing anymore, you can't wa- rewatch the show, right? Uh, I, I almost wish that they, they, you know, they said like, hey, like I signed up for, I, I pay for CBS All Access for the one year plan, no commercial, which gives you a bit of a discount. But I wish there was another like tier or something. I, I feel like they're missing some things here where maybe I got some pay 20 more dollars and I would get I would get to p- pick like one of their shows to get on on Blu-ray or something like that. I, I, I wish that. Maybe that's complicated for them to do, but I, I, I kind of wish that was a, an, an option just so you would have it uh, available. I get it. They probably want to keep you subscribed so you can keep watching. Right now, Star Trek, we're in a pretty good spot, though, I think. I'm really thinking and hoping that when Picard ends, we may have a few months lag, maybe till summertime, and then maybe Discovery will, will start airing. I, I don't think Discovery Season 3... 
I don't think we're going to have to wait until like the end of 2020 to see that. So hopefully we can do sort of like this thing. DC Universe's uh, station has done it. Uh, Disney Plus, I think they're a little behind the game. I don't think they have enough new content like Mandalorian ended. We're going to get um, Clone Wars, the final season or another season of Clone Wars. It's going to start in February. But I wish these shows kind of uh, we got new content a little bit more with, with not too much gap between. But that's not really about Picard. Let's talk about this. So anyway, the, the show uh, picks up uh, roughly, you know, 20-ish years or so since we last saw Picard. He's been gone from Starfleet for about 14, 15 years of that. He's kind of, I'm going to use the words like he's kind of hiding out. He's kind of, not really hiding, but he's kind of pulled away from the world uh, and Starfleet especially. And, and he's uh, off on Chateau Picard. He, he's at the vineyard that his brother used to, to run. And he's just kind of living day by day. And he's having these dreams of the past. And, and he's kind of haunted, and he and he's he he basically doesn't have a purpose essentially anymore, at least. And, and I think that's really interesting because Picard never really seemed like someone that it's you know I'll use this just sort of popped into my head. I'll use it as a comparison to the Star Wars films, recent Star Wars films. Luke Skywalker, big hero Luke Skywalker. You know, no one would have ever thought he would just sort of t- take off and kind of hide out in an island, you know, planet place or whatever, right? And you got, in a, in a way, you have the same thing happening here with Picard slightly, right? Except one big difference. <laughs> one big difference is that, and you can see this in the trailers, one huge difference, and I think this is where people really had trouble with Star Wars a little bit, and even I did a little, even though I enjoyed the movies, the recent ones. When when someone comes calling, and, and the same thing that happens in, you know, I like this analogy now, and same thing that happens in Star Wars, a young woman comes calling to Picard, he doesn't just go, yeah, go away, I'm not going to get involved, I'm done with all that, you know, kind of a thing. He he he. he Man, he pulls on his boots and and he gets out there and goes and 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 tries to help and and that that is hugely important, I think, and and shows what the character, you know, uh, the essence of the character, and I think that's what people just really had trouble with with Luke uh, and the way they wrote that um, was just like, come on, you, all right, you goofed up, whatever, get get back on your horse and, and get out there. Um, so Picard, uh, you know, he's visited by this. Um, uh, this young woman who who seems to you know be seeing him, and and she comes. I'm, I'm gonna. I guess I'm gonna just quickly run down the first episode's plot a bit, just but without any real big big detail. And he says, okay, you know, like and, and at first he's a little wary, and then and then she tells him more, and he starts to learn some things throughout the course of the episode that that make him. You know, she kind of implicitly trusts Picard for some reason, and, and and he feels like he feels this sort of inner need to help her uh, and, and to guide her and to protect her. And there's there's just a you know, it's super cool to see that. And let me just comment uh, quickly here on on Patrick and and back in Picard's shoes and and in the role. I mean, he's just so darn good, uh, so damn good. I mean, I I. I he he is perfect in this role. He always was from from episode one of TNG uh, until now. He he's more you know seasoned. He's he's a he's a little not curmudgeonly right now, but I mean he, he's he's obviously gone through some crap. Let's just put it that way. 
and and it shows and it should show people can't stay the same people change and the things that uh that happen in their lives affect them and make them change or cause the change so so it's important that you know that they don't ignore that that he's not just you know, still sitting in a captain's chair somewhere with his uniform on and, and still saying engage and all that. Although that's coming, I think, you know, by the trailers and previews. So it's 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 really interesting to me to see this, you know, situation of, you know, that they're accepting that he's not he's an old man now. He's you know, they're they're saying he's technically in his nineties or something like that. I, I've heard in this series, but you know, people live longer in the future, so but, you know, he's a guy who should be just kind of sitting, putting his feet up and growing grapes and doing whatever and enjoying, you know, the rest of his time. And But he doesn't want to do that. You know, he's it's like the scene in, in Star Trek Generations where, where, you know, don't let him promote you. Don't let him, ret- you know, don't retire. Don't don't, you know, because you got to make, you know, still make a difference is what matters. And, uh, you know, I, I, I really, really. As time goes on for me personally, I really take that to heart. I, I think people need a purpose. I think people need uh, uh, something that makes them get out of bed in the morning in a way. And, and if you take that away, especially somebody like uh, the captain of a starship that that his, um, you know, was out there doing things and making the galaxy a better place and safer and helping people and helping aliens and and all of that, it, it, it's um, it, it, to to pull all that that you know your 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 whole almost existence in your life away, it, it would be traumatic, you know, on, on a person. So, all right, I, uh, I hope that's interesting to hear. <laughs> At least that's my take. And um, I mean, the show is is I'm going to talk more about it. I, I I'm not stopping, but the uh, I want to take a little break, and I'm going to slide in. I think this three or so minute. Um, uh, CBS All Access thing they put up on YouTube called Star Trek Picard, A New Chapter Begins. It's a nice little bit of background, and and you get to hear from Patrick and, and, and like I said, some of the behind-the-scenes folks. The um, the show is beautiful, I want to say that, you know, beautifully shot. The, the, the music uh, is fitting for the look, the design. One little thing that I, I caught, there's a Will Wheaton-hosted um, uh, um, sort of after show that they're they're doing called the ready room and and i watched that yesterday and one of the interesting things about this is when you watch star trek discovery there's a lot of um cool color tones used there's a lot of blues and and grays and and soft what are known in the people who know color uh, in the the cool color palette you know greens and things the um the the picard show has much more bright colors you know a lot of yellows and reds and oranges more a vibrant and more alive kind of uh colors warmer colors the warmer color side of the spectrum uh are used here and and when you watch these shows i don't think we're going to have i mean you could watch on cbs all access you could watch season one episodes or two of discovery now I don't think they're going to ever be running concurrently, uh, but but visually there's there's a distinct difference between the two shows and the way they're they're lit and and the way the cameras are are set and so forth. Especially well in in the first episode of Picard, for example, uh, there's a lot of outdoor scenes. There's a lot of scenes outdoors, so that that helps a lot. And and Discovery, except when they would pop down to a planet, and even sometimes when they would pop down to a planet. 
they would light it uh, and and have it cool and some night scenes. So um, I find that really, really interesting from a, a artistic viewpoint. So, all right, uh, let me play this now for you. Uh, this is Star Trek Picard, a new chapter begins. It's on YouTube, put out by CBS All Access, give you a little background on the show. Uh, and, and and then I'll come back and talk a little bit about some of the details, some of the cool stuff in episode one, and, and maybe a little bit about what maybe the, the next few episodes of this season might bring. The show is called Star Trek Picard. It's not next generation. Almost 20 years had passed. Things have become more complex the world of Starfleet, the world of the Federation, is not quite what it was the last time Jean-Luc Picard was seen in that world. It's different, and it's not all good. One of the first things that Patrick wanted to make sure of is that we were paying homage to and respecting what came before, but doing something entirely different. Our, our mission was really to figure out how to build a show that did honor Next Gen and, and many other Trek shows, but that really had its own unique identity. Laris heard you talking in your sleep last night. About dreams? The dreams are lovely. It's the waking up that I'm beginning to resent. It was important to establish this different tone for Picard because we are ultimately building a series around his character. T, Earl Grey, decap. And so what could we do with this character, it's 20 years later, to really focus on him emotionally, internally, what is he going through? And kind of that was the jumping off point. After so long, sometimes I worry you've forgotten what you did. Who you are. Lars, I... We have not the ability to work character with arguably the greatest single captain and actor um, in Star Trek was really uh, a delightful opportunity. I mean, whose internal and external struggles would you want to see more than Captain Picard's 20 years on uh, from Nemesis? There is no legacy as rich as honesty. <laughs> Who said that, number one? What is so fascinating about playing this role now is that I can bring my aging, my experience, um, the way my life has continued to change and grow and, and allow all that simply to infiltrate the character of Jean-Luc. It's the story of Picard, it is the title. Uh, it is his character journey that is the actual journey of our show. Um, and we get to take the time to do it, it, which is not to say we're without plot or many things blowing up now and then, or daring do, but they do take a back seat to the story of this man and this chapter of his life. Yeah, I thought that was a good little intro to the to the show, to the series. You hear from, obviously, from Sir Patrick Stewart. You hear from uh, Alex Kurtzman, Heather Caden, 
uh, what's that other producer's name? Akiva Goldsmith or Goldsman, I think. The um, that gives you a little bit of background on the show and uh, Patrick's, uh, you know, feelings about playing Picard here, uh, an aged Picard uh, using his own internal experiences. One of the things that came up, and I've heard it before, but it was on Will Wheaton's Ready Room show, was the uh, orig- originally when they were pitching to Patrick, you know, we want to do a Picard show, he wasn't really all that interested. And, and eventually uh, some other um, ideas came floating around and and they got him on board and, and now we're now we're where we're at. They've got 10 episodes for season one that we'll be seeing over the next 10, nine weeks now, I guess. And the they've already got season two is going to happen. And I think the original story that I heard at Comic-Con last summer was that the, the kind of rough plan for them or what they what they proposed and had hoped for was essentially a, a, a sort of a 10-hour movie over three seasons, 10 hours each. So so three seasons worth of 10 episodes um, telling this tale um, in a way like you could look at it like a trilogy uh, for the show when they're going to do that. Um, so we'll probably get... A lot of season one, this is just my guesswork and imaginings, will sort of establish a lot of things, a lot of characters, a lot of the story, what's going on. Uh, We probably still won't know maybe everything. I'm sure probably by the end of season one, we might know a lot. Who knows? Uh, But I don't think that everything is going to be completely settled. Uh, In season two, we'll get into the heart of it more, how we solve this situation, probably some probably uh, new things will come along that will be problems to be handled and and so forth and and then season three will be sort of like how do we resolve all this I think that again I don't think this story is uh, is uh, going to just discovery um, I'm, I'm pointing this out because discovery has sort of for the most part each of their two seasons so far has kind of told a certain tale right season one had a certain story to tell that was fairly um, contained to that season. And then season two had a, had another story that was more or less contained to that season. There are things that are, con- you know, interconnect those seasons, but for the most part, they were pretty much on their own. Uh, and I think season three looks even more so for a discovery is going to be like that as well. Picard, I don't think is going to be that way. Uh, so just keep that in mind. It, that may be something that bothers some people if we don't, you know, we have to wait and you don't, you don't get a resolution completely. I, I don't. I don't think we're going to get that in season one. I think we're going to be left kind of a little bit hanging, possibly. But we'll see. We'll see what they do. So, uh, what else did I want to cover at this stage? Uh, I, a, a few little details. I, I mean, the again, the show looks great. Uh, P- Picard. You know, this woman comes for to him for help. He, of course, is going to help her. Um, I, I love the fact that Picard has these two Romulans living with him, sort of. Both as friends, caretakers, but there's this, there's the way they interact with each other in this episode, I think is very interesting. I mean, they, they feel enormous gratitude because one of the things that comes out is Picard, when, when the Romulan son went, went Nova, went supernova, they, you know, Picard was a big, um, well, he, he he was leading the rescue mission, essentially. And I'm going to play another clip for here for you in a few minutes. But the, the Romulans, uh, there's, I guess this is as good a place as any to insert this thing that's 
uh, being talked about on the internets, the tubes, you know, <laughs> the, the Facebook, the whatever, wherever people talk about this stuff. Uh, but Star Trek has always reflected what's going on in the world. There, it's no secret that the world, uh, you know, the, in the U.S., and I don't want to get political here, but um, there's a lot of people that are not happy about the current state of the way things have been going. There are people that are fine with it. That's fine. Um, I'm not exactly happy with a lot of things going on. Uh, but the Star Trek, even look back in the original series, Gene Roddenberry's original vision for Star Trek, and this has been so well reported, recorded, talked about over the over the decades, is, you know, he, he created this sci-fi show to basically talk about problems in the world and, and to couch it in, in sci-fi, you know, alien terms and things. So the networks would allow him to kind of get away with it. And he would constantly kind of push the envelope, you know, th things like equality, racism, um, other people, you know, uh, societies out there that we should try to help, even though they're not like us. And, and that's what Star Trek is is essentially all about, and and the idea that we're we're going to you know Picard, even more than Discovery. Discovery hasn't really been like that very much. There's a little bit in there, but but they are not like th this show is going to be very very I think direct about that. I mean, in the first episode at least, they there there is no denying and and they're completely upfront that they're tackling what's what what they perceive a little bit and the people working on this show are some you know difficulties in society right now and and I think that's I think that's fantastic I mean that's what the show Star Trek has always been about get people thinking get people talking if you think some things that are going on are 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 fine and okay you know that's um oh my I think my little echo went off over here sorry if you heard that but um the um the again I I'm not going to get take much of a stance although it's probably pretty obvious but just understand that that is what Star Trek is about that's what Star Trek Picard is about and and uh, I don't want to be like a guy on a soapbox here but I think that's amazing and I and I think Patrick Stewart especially given his career given his passion um. He he is. I, I've seen him speak a number of times over the years at different conventions and stuff, and and he does not shy away from issues and topics and things like this. He isn't a celebrity, and and people will say celebrities should not get involved in that. And I'm like, well, they're people. They just have maybe a bigger voice in a way, or or, or a voice that's more heard because they have an audience. Um, but I'm, I'm fine with them having their opinions. I, I get a you know. I think there are times where that's okay to to let that out. I feel that, you know, people who get up on like award shows and accept awards, I don't really feel that's appropriate to talk about there. I, I'm like, go go speak at a college or go speak somewhere. And I know you got a huge viewing audience at that time, but I, I'm kind of spinning off onto a big tangent. But the um but this is this is a great venue to do this to me. Uh and uh so with there's a there's a heavy bit of Romulans here that are that are certainly um they're they're hitting on current day events and topics that we're all dealing with and seeing in the news and the next thing i wanted to talk about uh and play this clip for you this kind of hits on this a bit more uh there's another cbs all access clip up uh on um uh what am i trying to say youtube <laughs> obviously youtube and the um it's called star trek picard what really happened on mars so one of the 
one of the big things that comes out in the episode and was actually part of a short trek is is there is a big attack on on Mars on the Utopia Planitia uh, shipyards and the and the and the planet itself uh, and uh, a big attack and I I'm trying I'm dodging a little bit even though I said a spoiler warning I don't want to say again too much it, it may be in this clip a bit it probably is so they'll probably say it but again I've already given a spoiler warning so you You'll know maybe by the end of this exactly what happened there. I think that's the point. Um, there are things that I believe in this first episode. I, I think you can watch Star Trek Picard without knowing Star Trek super well. But there is a ton of references to Trek, to Trek things, Trek events uh, uh, that that certainly help to know about those things. And, and just know Star Trek kind of. So, so here is another about three and a half minute clip from Star Trek Picard about call it, uh, what really happened on Mars. I am not nervous. The past is the past. Now, much better. He is not a happy and contented man when we first meet him. He is on his vineyard in France, uh, Chateau Picard, running the vineyard, growing grapes and making wine. Jean-Luc's had a very significant falling out with Starfleet. It happened over the events on Mars. In the backstory for our series, we take as a springboard the idea of the Romulan supernova. The Romulans asked for our help. And I believed we had a profound obligation to give it. We then postulate that a fleet is being built to rescue the Romulans, and Picard is in charge of that mission. A logistical feat more ambitious than the pyramids. The pyramids were a symbol of colossal vanity. If you want to look for historical analogy, Dunkirk. A Starfleet was engaged to help facilitate this mass evacuation of refugees, and that was brought under the supervision and direction of now Admiral Jean-Luc Picard, um, who stepped up to take on this massive task. During that rescue, at the front end of that rescue, the Utopia Planitia shipyards on Mars, um, where the rescue fleet is actually being constructed, is attacked from inside by synthetic workers. 92,143 lives were lost, which led to a ban on synthetics. Yes. In the wake of this terrible tragedy, many of the member worlds of the Federation said, we don't have the resources to continue this. And so they decided to pull out. Picard makes a stand to continue the rescue, uh, threatens to resign. The Federation understood there were millions of lives at stake. Romulan lives. No. Lives. But the Federation is unwilling to spend the resources to rebuild the fleet. Uh, there was political opposition against helping the old enemies anyway. Many felt there were better uses for our resources than aiding the Federation's oldest enemy. But rescue is abandoned. Many Romulans are left displaced, and Picard is separated from Starfleet. And I was not prepared to stand by and be a spectator. It was a kind of calculated ploy on his part to try to force them to, to, to stick with the plan, and it failed. And they accepted his resignation, and then he was no longer uh, part of Starfleet. Tell us, Admiral. Why did you really quit Starfleet? 
because it was no longer Starfleet. I'm sorry? Because it was no longer Starfleet. That was the ending of his time in the Federation, and when he spent the last 10, 15 years since then, as he says, nursing his offended dignity and trying to acclimate to a life that he never really wanted, but always was told he was supposed to have, which was to be a vintner back on the chateau. There is no legacy as rich as honesty. He's in a state of feeling like his life's work is never going to be complete, when along comes this young woman that changes everything for him and puts him back in the fight. So there's a little bit more background for you about uh, what, you know, what has happened to Picard, what happened to him in the past, this break from, from the Federation, from Starfleet. Uh, and, you know, the Federation is, is the overarching body of, of, you know, all these member worlds, but Starfleet is their sort of peacekeeping force, right? Uh, I'll keep with my Star Wars analogy going. Sorry, one second there, I got interrupted for a minute, but um, so yeah, my Star Wars analogy, which is, you know, the Jedi are kind of like Starfleet or whatever. They were the peacekeepers, the the force out there trying to keep the galaxy safe. Uh, and, and you know, you, you hear in this with Patrick talking and the others, Alex Kurtzman again about, you know, Picard kind of threatened them and said, you know, the they had this attack by the synthetics. Um, and on now there it's not still at all been revealed how or why why that took place uh how why they attacked mars but picard you know they lost all these ships they lost all these resources there and picard tells you know the federation that they need to honor and they need to help the romulans still and people are like uh, you know, well, they, they're kind of our enemies and they're asking us for help, but we're not going to really help them. We've got enough problems here. Um, the, again, obviously refugees coming. I mean, I'm just going to flat out say it. I mean, refugees in the United States situation over the past couple of years, that, that's a direct, a direct, um, line there between the two. One of the, and this is just going to be like a tiny little thing or a tiny little point that I find a little, kind of just a little tricky and hard to swallow a little bit you know in the future the 24th century here the um resource like resource limitation argument discussion there are a lot of m-class planets out there it's been well established in star trek there, there's a lot of them and and resources there there isn't really a resource like limitation they're not on one planet like we are on earth and you go hey you know what you use up all the all the oil you got no oil left or you use up all the 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 whatever the aluminum the whatever they got space they got lots of planets so while i think it could have put a certainly a kink and a bump in, in the rescue efforts and the plans uh of um what they were going to do and help the romulans it, it and I, I get it's you got to kind of accept a certain amount of these things in, in 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 these shows, or else it becomes there's no problems at all, right? Because then it just becomes infinite, like everything's okay. So I'm cool with it all, but I just wanted to point out, point out that one little thing is like they really maybe for a little while they'd be a little bit, you know, I mean, have a problem. But look at what has happened in Star Trek in other shows throughout the years and the movies and stuff like that. They've had whole fleets wiped out a million times. And, you know, they just build them again 10, 10 days later or, you know, it takes a little while, but 
it ain't the end of the world or the end of the galaxy. And, and, and while again, I, I get this situation, but it's been, um, one of the things and we'll see how the show continues to evolve. But one of the things about it, it's, it's been about 15 years or so since this happened roughly. So the Romulans still are basically this sort of out, outclass or, um, outclass. What am I trying to say? Outcasts. And, and they're, they, they appear still to be sort of like, you know, second class citizens or third class citizens. And they're, they're, it's kind of a mess. And we're going to learn, I'm sure, more about that as the show continues. And I'll be interested to see that. But they've been kind of left to more or less kind of fend for themselves. It's, it appears at least. So that'll be interesting. And that, that, that I think is going to be, um, I understand that a little bit better, but, but this idea that they can't help them because, you know, these synths blew them all up is, you know, meh, you know. So, th- again, you have to kind of accept these things. And it's only a little thing that I just wanted to mention. Um, what else? But again, the first episode's great. I don't want to, again, talk about too much of the uh, super detail that happens maybe in the last half of the episode. There's a cool little scene where Picard goes to what I call the You Store It um, facility of the future, <laughs> where he's looking back through all these objects of his past. And it's a cool, neat little scene because you get to see the Captain Picard banner he kept and and, and things like that. They had this sort of uh, little vault he's got all his goodies in. So that that was fun. And, and there's a lot of that. In the second episode, they showed some clips from upcoming this season uh, and the what's going to happen this week uh he, he's gonna it looks like he's going to be finally getting to starfleet and 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 directly talking to them about things and this what's going on and and that we're going to get a little bit more um going here i think the other thing i wanted to say is that obviously that we have not met most of the cast of the show yet i feel that they're going to be kind of sprinkled in in the, in the first few episodes obviously in, the, in a lot of the promos we see seven of nine is back I think from IMDb, she's in like six episodes, so we may not see her till about episode, you know, four or five or something, possibly. Uh, but um, so, and then we get, you know, there's there's been it's been obviously in the trailers we we see Troy and Riker a little bit. Uh, how many of the other we've we've already seen? Uh, it's no secret we've already seen um, Data in a way uh, in one of Picard's dreams, uh, in in a couple of dreams that he has. In the first episode, uh, really great opening scene of of the episode uh, that is Picard's little dream sequence where he's back playing cards with Data. Uh, so yeah, it's it's great. It's it's so much and so cool and so fun that it's that we've got a Picard show like this. Uh, it is not TNG; it's its own thing, like they've been saying many times. And I, I I'm really really loving it so far. Um, a lot of things I don't know what's going on or questions, but I'm I'm in for the ride, of course. And you know I, I it, it's certainly Discovery. I've liked the the two seasons that they've done. It's very enjoyable. But having Picard back is is obviously pulls at all of our you know the big TNG fans and uh, and the history of Trek. It, it's 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 it certainly has a more meaningful uh, resonance, I think, w- with with the fans than than Discovery. I, again, I still enjoy Discovery. I like learning about or having shows with new characters and not having to rely on like, okay, we're we've got Picard here, and look, oh, there's Data, and look, there's Riker. Oh, I have to comment on um, 
But anyway, I like both shows, but Picard is is certainly going to get a lot of attention because of uh, the history. Uh, I got to comment on his number one, <laughs> his new number one, the Pitbull. Uh, Patrick Stewart is a is a big, big uh, Pitbull uh, advocate, and I'm a big dog lover myself, so it's, it's super cool that he's got this dog that kind of follows him around, and I sure hope the dog doesn't get left behind. I sure hope when he gets off in space and goes off on the uh, on his mission to, to to save things and fix stuff that he takes number one with him. It's hard to tell. We don't really, I don't think we've seen any clips or scenes where the dog is out on the ship in space that it looks like he ends up on at some point. But uh, all right, uh, I think that's pretty good. I, 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 I just wanted to kind of give you my my feelings, my thoughts. I'm looking forward to talking to my, my other um, little friends and little, I don't know why I'm saying the word little, my friends on Star Wars Stacks later today about Picard also again in a few hours. But uh, yeah, I wanted to get it out there for all of you. I, I think this will pretty much ratch, ratch, <laughs> what am I saying? Wrap up today's show. Uh, I'm going to try to have a guest cast here next week and uh, Super Bowl weekend, I think, next weekend. So try to get someone to do a show for next weekend. And I'll be back in a couple of weeks uh, with another Treks in Sci-Fi, your weekly dose of geeky goodness. I highly, highly recommend you guys, if you're not, I don't know why you'd be listening still at this point, but if you're not watching this show, Star Trek Picard, and you and you love Patrick Stewart, and you love TNG, you know, do it. Just find a way, you know, <laughs> it's... It isn't a lot of money. It really isn't. I, I, I get it. If people don't want to, and that's their choice, that's fine. But uh, if that's the reason you're not, uh, you're missing out. So, uh, uh, but um, anyway. So and and watch the Will Wheaton show. I thought the Ready Room he's doing a good job, uh, and uh, and covering the show without being too uh, too Will Wheaton or too schmarmy as as some I hear. I I don't mind him. I, I'm I'm pretty pretty fine with people. It's just you know, infinite diversity and infinite combinations. Edict. You know, people are, you know, I like differences. I don't want everybody to be the same. So um, I get why, you know, some people have certain preferences for some kind of people and some kind of interviewers and hosts. And, and I get that. There have been some talk shows. I'm not really a big talk show watcher. I, I haven't ever been. Um, so I do get why some people like some hosts better than others. That makes sense. But this is, I mean, it was, for one, the Ready Room show, you can watch it on YouTube even. It's only 23 minutes long. He talks to some of the behind-the-scenes folks uh, and the director and one of the other executive producers in the first episode, and it's it's good. It, it's it's worth watching and, and, and fun, and it gives you a little bit more of the show and learn a, a few more things, so... All right, folks, always as I, you know, always is the case. Uh, thanks so much for downloading, for listening to the podcast this week. This is Rico. And uh, yeah, we'll have another episode of Star Trek Picard this Thursday. I'll probably be doing, you know, a few shows during the season and maybe certainly probably a wrap up one at the end of the season about the show. Uh, I won't cover every episode uh, and, and have a podcast. I don't want to spend the next 10 weeks each week talking about Picard. That would be fun. And, and I'll probably talk a little bit about it when I'm doing the show. If I'm not, if there's no guest, I'll probably talk a little bit about it each time I uh, I'm on. But uh, and and maybe mid season I'll do a show uh, or something, another um, where we're at with it. But um, but yeah, that's my plan at least, kind of like I did for Discovery. I never really ran down all the episodes. We were doing a periodic kind of uh, coverage of a few episodes at a time, and and then a wrap up kind of at the end of the season. So. Everyone, take care. Enjoy your week. Stay healthy if you can. Uh, get a lot of rest. I, I, that's very important. And uh, uh, we will uh, talk again soon. Bye. 
would you like to finish it, Captain? I don't know how. That is not true, sir. find safety but one is never safe from the past please sir someone's after me i have an appointment your name please sir picard p-i-c-a-r-d it's nice to see you up and around again we have an obligation to investigate there is no we admiral i am standing up for the federation for what it should still represent this is no longer your house jean-luc go home i have to help her you really want to go back out into the cold more than ever i have a plan another top secret unauthorized rescue mission this is everything that ever mattered to me. I'm going with you. I need your skill and your courage. The past is written. <sighs> but we are left to write the future. Hold on. She was sent for a reason. I'll get the information we need. Help people who have no one else to help them. Dad! What? Come out here! Stop yelling! It's Jean-Luc Hello, Will. Jean-Luc. <laughs> we all have a story. I'm just waiting to be claimed. Thank you for not trying to talk me out of all this. <laughs> Believe me, I know better. <laughs> this has been a Rico Dosti podcast production.